Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. This week, I'm joined in studio by special guests, Vicky and Sonia. Vicky is an intervention specialist, and Sonia works for Pinnacle Peak Recovery. In today's episode, we talk about Sonia's personal intervention story and Vicky's favorite intervention story. Let's join the show. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. When I got clean, my brother, I was living in Oregon and it was May, I agreed to come to Santa Cruz and like get clean on his, my brother's couch was my rehab. 30 days, here's the remote, sit down, shut up. That's it. Right. Right. And I said, sure, I'll come. And it was May. And so by July, (laughs) he was like, I'm coming to get you. So he came all the way up and followed me down. And I drove this back then. I drove a 1970 Ford Maverick and my gas tank was a five gallon gas can and so I had to fill it up every like five gallons on the way down and I had this little bit of weed and I wanted to smoke it so bad and I was like I just want just and it was a fourth of July and um but he was right behind me and I couldn't get away with anything and so he like that was my intervention was him following me and forcing me to drive to California from Oregon and that is crazy, is that though, crazy? that he let you that he let you drive. Nobody yeah. would have trusted me to drive myself. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I he searched everything, threw everything away. I didn't have anything except for this tiny little strip. Right. So hard to use it, but I did it. <laughs> I never could. It sucked. Wow. <laughs> and your deto- your detox facility was on his couch. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it takes what it takes. It does. It, it does. really does. And, you know, unfortunately, I think it's going to take uh, like death or prison for a lot of people. Sure. I know right now we're out there and that's just what it takes. But for me, it was him saying he'll never talk to me again. Right. He was like, I'll never talk to you again unless you get clean. Yeah. yeah. Even though my whole plan was to use again. I wasn't planning oh, on staying yeah, clean totally. forever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sort of, I'll do your 30 days, you know, yep. that kind of thing. Yeah. So what's the name of your business so we can direct people to it if people need an intervention? We had just had to change it. You just had to change it. Because we found out somebody in the Bay Area has Because a musician tried to sue you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We thought the Tex Pistols was a great name. And then Johnny Rotten called. (laughs) I want to call it Hot Mess Interventions. (laughs) But Sonia came up with a name for me. And uh, Equanimity Interventions. Equanimity Interventions. It's kind of like a yin-yang, guns, roses kind of thing. Because equanimity stands for serenity and calmness and and smooth sailing. I like it. And then the intervention's really about, like, confrontation. Equanimity Intervention. I like it. EI, and then have, like, a dark side of the moon kind of logo. Anyway, we were were talking about this Very cool. So So when people want an intervention, I think it's great. (laughs) I like it. What was the other one? Or we could use my punk rock band name for my next punk rock band. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I don't know if I should say If I say it, is it still mine? If of course it is. Fortune 5, fuck yourself. I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. Right. The Fortune 5, fuck yourself. <laughs> I love that. It's such a good band name. Oh and it's taken. Just, it's taken. Yeah. By Sonya Riley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, something. <laughs> do we have time to talk about one more intervention real quick? Yes, we do. Okay, so this one, so I have a favorite one. Oh, good. And this is because it was so involved, and so it was a an adolescent. Uh-huh. 
that was uh, using heroin. My friend called me and said, hey, my daughter's in trouble, so we had to go out to Utah. And um, and so I, I did the whole genogram thing with the family, did all that, found out some information. And what I found out was um, she had missed a court date, and but she didn't have a warrant. But mom had to do five days in jail because in Utah, if your kids miss court, uh, you're going parents go and do time for it for five days oh right so so what i did was i went in and i i talked to uh the head of the department of probation like i was trying to find all these people to talk to and i couldn't so i went up to the morning court and found them all there right right in the chambers right and i got uh, i talked to the probation officer i talked to the district attorney i i talked to uh the public defender i I really humanized her and had her dad there. And I'm like, you know, this is That's what's happening. That's really important. The yeah. humanizing thing. Mm-hmm. Because we it's forget that pe- people forget that they're human beings and there's somebody's kid or somebody's mom or, yeah. you know, and when that you're it's right a disease there, and not a moral issue. And when you're right, right there in their face, they see the person, they see the, situ- they see the, yeah. Yeah. Really so, smart. That is smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did this whole, um, I got them all on board, and then I found this police officer, and this police officer was also, by the way, very good looking. Very, uh-huh. very, very good. Right? <laughs> I sent Sonia a picture. I said, hey, daddy, where's mommy? <laughs> and I showed him that. Because <laughs> I have no loyalty. <laughs> right. I'm just like, this could be a good guy for Sonia. <laughs> so wait, so, so wait, I'm so. talking to, so I tell him, exactly what's going on and at this point we had uh dad and dad's brother uncle with us mm-hmm. and i said um i told the police officer met us out there and i told him everything that was going on and uh he agreed to act as if she had to go with us there was really nothing he could do so i walked up to the stairs to the apartment and she was walking out to smoke a cigarette and um I said, hey, I said her name, and I said, I'm a friend of your dad's, and she's like, oh, cool, and I go, and I'm a friend of her, Sonia's roommates, who she knows, this little girl knows, and and she's all, hi, and that cop didn't even wait, man, he was up behind me, and on the other side of me, he's all, you need to go with them right now, you have a court date, and you're going with them, your dad's right there, and you're going, so she thought, she assumed by all that, that she would have gone to jail, she was in trouble, so she said, well, can I go in the house to get some clothes? She already didn't even know, you know. So he said, your dad has to go in with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we got her and got in the car. That's so cool. And that officer um, pulled her aside and said, I want to tell you, if you stay clean, if if you happen to get into treatment, I will take you to meetings. And she's like, I'm not on anything. So he pulled the flashlight out, and he goes, you're on opiates. I can tell by looking at your eyes. And... Um, and uh, so we took her down to the courthouse and then the probation officer. So so that cop was a DEA or was in drug enforcement agency for four years Aww. prior to being a cop. And he's an addict. <gasps> so he awesome. knew how to talk to her. So that, oh, that's yeah, so recovery. cool. Yeah, not a using addict, a recovering addict. So then we went into the courthouse and the probation officer was an alcoholic in recovery. <sighs> so he knew we had to get her to admit that she was harmful to herself because she was using heroin right so she admitted it to to him because he knew what language to use to get her to admit that and once we had all that 
then we wheeled and we talked to the district attorney and to the public defender. We got everybody on the same page, went into the courthouse, and the judge gave her the option to go to detention, which is juvenile hall, or to go with us to come to California and go into treatment into an adolescent facility. And the she Camp Recovery us. Center in Scotts Valley. It's yeah. <laughs> There's a plug for the camp. Yeah, a plug for the camp. So, so she went? Yeah, and so after that, though, we got to take her to the hotel first, and I had the whole family come over to read their letters of love to her. Not the bottom line letters, letters about how to to bring her back to who she is. That's, right. That's really important. You got to remind the addicts of who they were before they started using, because they forget. Right. And they think they're the, just this loser, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. So um, the whole family came in, and then I invited um, the boyfriend who she was living with and using with, and his mom and his sister. So we got to do an intervention on him, too. So when the mom went home after we went to treatment, she went through his room, threw away all his paraphernalia, had this rude awakening of what it really was looking like, and had had that officer come out and arrest him because he had warrants and put him in jail where he got quartered into treatment. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah, I know. And now both both youths, as they say, my cousin Vinny, are now in treatment centers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. So right. there's a chance. There's hope. Yeah. And they're separated far, far good. from each far, other. Far good. <laughs> Which means they maybe have a chance. So that is, I think, hands down my favorite intervention yeah. so far. I think that's a great story. it was just so involved. There was so much thinking and it was so successful. And there's and, so much love involved. I can and tell. I got to see the system actually work for somebody, which I love. Which is such a good thing to see. Yeah. Yes. We've actually had, we that there's that uh, the other yeah. one, the police officers did a lot that they normally wouldn't With do. With the homeless because, couple. Because, you know, in a in One a of them started crying like while they that. were reading the letters. Mm-hmm. Usually they won't interfere in a civil matter like that, and um, the and they one, made her sit in intervention in Anaheim, yeah, and they were really um, supportive and said no, you know, uh, it was wild. Mm-hmm. I think that there's more heart, you know, maybe in, you know. They, people want to see it's the when you humanize someone yeah and yeah they see the family and they see that like it's affecting all these people it's not just affecting one person it's not just about the addict it's about the whole family addiction comes into the whole family i wish we could do a show where we could take callers at some point and have people call and ask what do i do about my mm-hmm. my loved one because not everybody can afford an interventionist and not everybody mm-hmm. can afford treatment but there's there's options and people just don't know that and they don't know how to go about it and like it's so huge for me and I think for Sonia too to just help anybody that needs help yeah mm-hmm. I was even just if on they the can't afford mm-hmm. for hours trying to help someone to do their own sort of intervention and helping them write a letter and mm-hmm. stuff like that so that they could try to um, you know get their son into treatment and also resources too because when yeah. you do my kind of job business development in this field um, is really important because we do so many referrals to other programs because like whether it's insurance or what type of program what somebody needs I have to have my dog or I have you know this disorder and no one will take me or hey I start fires that one's a tough one. Oh god <laughs> <You know? laughs> stuff like that you know they go um, to the underwater we, treatment facility <laughs> we, <laughs> there's a brand new business idea <laughs> yep underwater it's treatment called wet <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. 
anyway, you know, we're, we've become like a resource specialist too, you know, for people who, you know, so this whole network of people that work in, in my field, you know, like I'll be in a conference down and over down Nashville tomorrow, you know, just meeting all kinds of different people from all kinds of different treatment centers. And some of them are shitty. And so you weed out who the fuckers are and you yeah. go to the good people and the ones mm-hmm. who are in the business for the right reason. Cause any big business is going to have a whole bunch of unethical um, stuff unethical, happening. Yeah. You know, practices and people. One person said one time about getting the fish in the boat and I just want to punch him in the face. It's like, you're talking about a person and their life. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell. And then, and then, you know, just by years of practice, too, like what places are good and what ones aren't. Yeah, there's some I won't refer to. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Ethics is super important mm-hmm. and um, compassion. Mm-hmm. I learned that. I learned that from my uh, the director of the camp when I worked there, mm-hmm. who's no longer there anymore. She's actually retired. But uh, Paige... Um, she was big on compassion. If you weren't compassionate and you didn't see these patients as human beings and love them, she didn't want you employed. Good. Yeah. She was real big on, mm-hmm. she didn't, uh, there There was not anything hardcore about her where she was like, go ahead and leave. Somebody else needs this bed. There was none of that in her. It was like, we want you to stay because you might die. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, I know a treatment center is really only as, as good as the people who work there. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, you that's know? so true. Yeah, so compassion is huge. You know, mm-hmm. it is such a big thing for a treatment facility, their employees to have. I believe. Can we talk about the um, board of directors that we're a part of? Yes, really absolutely. So Vicki and I are on the board of directors for a nonprofit organization called Loud and Clean. Mm-hmm. And they are um, Tess Sweet, who's a director and um, producer. She um, she started the the foundation, and it's all like it's all supporting this idea of recovering out loud through arts and entertainment platforms. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of stuff, music. Um, but the most notable thing lately has been um, her web series that's been put out through this nonprofit called Cleaner Days. That's D-A-Z-E. Mm-hmm. And it's on YouTube and Facebook. And there's uh, five episodes. And it's really amazing. It's about adolescence and treatment. And uh, it's it's all through the idea that um, we don't have to identify what fellowship that we're in. Right. Because then we're blowing our anonymity. Right. And right. We don't want to represent. I don't represent this A or that A or whatever A, but that we can be proud of the fact that we're recovering mm-hmm. addicts and that that's possible and that, um, you know, and we can take away some of the stigma of addiction and also get some hope out there because I think we're just inundated with the the stories of the the heartbreaking stories of everything you know that it's important to balance that scale a little bit and show that um that people do recover and that we have yeah. great lives look at the three of us here now right is a good example of that we went to and, that festival last year like really yeah. Rhea was at that festival last year uh road to recovery oh yeah the about, 5k I yeah thought that's so i didn't cool. do the 5k but I we were there the Mackenzie 5K. phillips was yes, there was and she's there. Spoke, okay yeah and rosemary you. o'connor another <laughs> guest we had on the show she was there and no i agree because i think a lot of us have had well some people have had public relapses mm-hmm. so we should be allowed to have public recoveries too that's mm-hmm. right 
That's right. That's how I feel. And I think and that I we're get just it. scared because we, we want to break a tradition. Yeah, right. Right. And but, but we it's don't also have my to. life. We don't have to break any traditions. That's right. We don't. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Well, there you have it. Special thanks to Vicky and Sonia for joining me in studio this week. Special thanks to you for listening. If you would like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, comment, and share. Keep coming back. <laughs>